Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory doing another swing trading podcast for you guys. Today's episode will be on always assuming that you will lose on all of your trades. Now, that doesn't really sound very exciting or very happy to talk about. Or maybe you're thinking, why would you take that kind of approach with your trading? That's That's kind of a dire outlook. I mean, if you're good and you're successful at your trading, shouldn't you be assuming that you're going to do well? And I would tell you, no, no, you shouldn't. So, So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about three ways you can keep your losses to a minimum. And here's the thing. I always assume the worst from all my trades, that they will always be unprofitable. So for most of you, that is probably one of the most asinine statements you've ever heard a trader make. But it's true. I don't look at my next trade as the one that I will make a lot of money from. Instead, I will look at it from the vantage point that I will lose a lot of money. And what do I need to do to prevent that from happening or becoming a reality? Now, granted, I don't lose on all my trades, not even most of them. This year, I've been profitable on about 56 to 57% of my trades. That's an excellent rate and one that I will look to maintain through the end of the year and beyond. But having that kind of solid win rate is only because I take the risk on my trades so serious and that can only be done by assuming the trade will always be a big fat loser. Now when you boil it down to the bare essentials, my approach to trading is pretty much this. One, assume the worst possible outcome on my trade. And how will I trade it in a way that keeps the loss as small as possible? And here's the other thing. Assuming the worst, it kind of keeps you out of some trades that could really be a bad trade. Like if you're trying to get short on a stock and you find out that, hey, there's a couple companies out there that are looking to buy out this particular stock or may be interested. Assuming the worst, that it could get bought out, that's enough to keep you from getting into that trade in the first place. So that's another reason why it's good to assume the worst. And the next thing is, is if I don't lose, I consider myself fortunate and I raise the stop loss accordingly because I'm going to use that opportunity as not to lose as much from the current price point that it's currently trading at. Now, in all honesty, you probably aren't going to find a lot of traders who are going to approach trading with such a dire outlook. I mean, think about it. Why do people get into the stock market? They do so with the intent of wanting to make money and believing that they can do it, and they have what it takes to do just that. As for me, I know what kind of havoc I am capable of unleashing on my portfolio and what can go wrong if I don't treat every trade as if it will end up being a losing trade. That allows me to zero in my focus on what matters most on a trade 
and that is to manage the risk. Now, if you've been following this podcast at all, you know this is a very, 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 if not the most important aspect of all my trading is managing the risk. I tell people to, you know, trade what's, what you see, manage the risk, and the profits will take care of themselves. I have a whole series on that that you can find. But now, the other reason why most traders will never embrace my doom and gloom approach to trading is because that is not what we are taught when we're growing up. Everything was about positive reinforcement growing up. Our parents were at the forefront of that, and that is the right approach. I mean, unless you're Red Foreman from that 70s show, any good-intentioned parent isn't going to go around calling their kid a dumbass all day long. Instead, we are taught things like, you can do it, you can become anything you want to be, dream big things, never doubt yourself. It is these kinds of positive reinforcements that lead us to believe that we can become what we want to be and that sometimes can be a big good trader and that we should be a good trader and, and as a result we will become a successful trader in the stock market if we only believe and that we know that we can become great. Don't think about bad stuff happening. But that is just simply dangerous thinking if you're going to try to make a career or a profit out of the stock market. But when it comes to the right mindset in trading, we should be more along the lines of thinking, the biggest threat to my trading success is myself. Another one would be, I am fully capable of capitulating my portfolio if I am not careful. And another would be, assume that you will always be wrong and consider yourself lucky when you're not. These are horrible comments to say to others who are trying to succeed in the stock market. And for most people, an awful thing to say in general. But the stock market isn't about playing nice. It is about making trading as difficult as possible for you. And if you don't realize that the stock market is out to do that to you, then you are completely at risk for destroying your portfolio's capital. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So in order not to do this, I'm going to give you three tips on being a successful trader focused on the losing side of trading, which of course is the right side when it comes to managing the trade right. Number one, avoid trading stocks within a week of their earnings. This goes without saying, unless you have a verifiable edge when it comes to trading stocks, you should stay away from earnings reports. For long-term investors, it's different. You pretty much have to if you're going to hold something long-term. But for swing trading... You don't, and as a result, you trade in between the report reports. Look, there are plenty of ways to profit in the stock market, and trying to predict this one-time event with any consistency is downright impossible. First, you have to predict whether they will be earnings and revenue, and even if you get that right, you have to hope that the company guides higher if you're long or lower if you're short. Get either of these wrong, and you will see the market run against your position. And that is exactly what brings me to my next point about earnings. You have to predict the reaction correctly. Even if you predict the outcome of the earnings report correctly, you're not guaranteed to predict the reaction to the earnings report correctly. 
No one is geared to get all these things right, not even the big trading firms. That is why I don't even attempt to try to predict an earnings report because I, if I am going to manage risk to the greatest degree possible, I can't do that if I am waking up to earnings reports where the stock is 10 and 20% off. And as a result, I am taking a massive hit to my portfolio. If you don't believe that, look at Facebook. Facebook is, just did that recently with their, most, uh, with their earnings reports. People took a massive lick on Facebook. And so you can't predict where it's going to go. And that kind of horrible price action will kill the risk reward of your trading strategy. And when you are wrong, it takes a lot of time to make up that kind of loss. Number two, avoid the crappy stocks. The market poses enough of a challenge that you don't need to make it harder on yourself by trading the stocks riddled with fraud and a lack of profits in general. I basically don't trade anything that is under $10 a share. Sure, there are some companies that I could justify trading below the $10 threshold, but when they trade that low, there's usually a very good reason for it. And just a broad rule of thumb, I don't even look at these stocks. I keep my focus instead on liquid stocks whose companies are established and have been around for a while. There are plenty of credible companies that will provide you with plenty of price action without having to delve into the world of penny stocks and, and those companies that are on the verge of bankruptcy. Beyond the problems that I just mentioned, the ability to manage risk on these penny stocks are nearly impossible. Not to mention that most of them do not even have that much liquidity to begin with. So even if you do use a stop loss, there is no guarantee that you will get a fill near the place that you got stopped out at. Also, I would encourage you, you to ask yourself, how many successful traders of penny stocks have you ever met personally that were able to sustain their gains long term, year after year? My guess is that you won't be able to name any, and that is because they don't really exist. The reason why I even bring this up at this point in the article of always assuming your trade will be a loser is that more than anything else, when you trade stocks under $10, you very, very rarely ever are going to succeed. The odds are stacked against you. And I get a lot of people that like penny stocks because they get this feeling of having a substantial amount of shares when you can say you own 10,000 shares of a penny stock at $1 instead of 10 shares of Amazon or 5 shares of Amazon at $2,000. However, you're going to make money by trading the likes of Amazon and Google long before you ever break a profit trading penny stocks. So while it's Right to assume that you will lose on every trade and to manage the risk accordingly, it does not make sense to trade stocks that you are destined to lose at. By assuming you're going to lose at a trade, it forces you to focus on the risk side of the trade. But that doesn't mean that you go where you have no chance of succeeding because those are the circumstances that you cannot manage the risk properly with. And risk is the great discriminator. If you can't manage risk on a specific trade or type of trade, you don't trade it. Not being able to manage the position means that you can't succeed long term because it leaves you at the whims of the market and at what the individual stocks will do without leaving you with any recourse to actually manage your profits or losses properly. And that brings me to my final point. When you assume you will lose, you will always honor your stop losses. Traders love stop losses until they are triggered. They feel good about it. You know, they like to talk about it. But when they get triggered, nope. I like to either ignore it or just act like it didn't happen. I mean, look, I don't enjoy it either when I get stopped out of a trade, but I always honor the stop loss that I decide upon before I even get into the trade. If you don't do that, you leave yourself open to the feelings and the emotions related to the trade, and that is no good, my friend. Know the stop loss before you ever get into the trade. When it hits, make sure the stop loss 
is in place for it to be able to execute for your own good. Don't use mental stops either because you will drag your feet and actually executing the trade, hoping that it will somehow bounce back before you can actually put that order in. But more times than not, the stock will drift lower than you would ever expected and thereby ruining your risk reward on that trade. So honor your stop losses. Know that regardless of what happens, there is another trade around the corner. If your trade strategy hinges on the success of one trade, it's a very bad trading strategy that you're using. Trading success is the accumulation of many successful managed trades, both winning and losing trades. Always focus on the downside. And when you know what a stock can do if it runs against you, don't occupy your thoughts with wild fantasies. And all of you guys listening to this, you know who you are, about how much money you'll make if a stock goes up to some fantastic number that's up in the clouds somewhere that you have in mind. Do these things that I have outlined and put yourself in a position of assuming that your trades will be losers. Treat them as such. And then you will experience trades that are consistently winners. Sounds contrary to reasonable thinking, I know. But consuming yourself with the downside risk is what matters most in the stock market and is the only thing that matters after you get in the trade. So do it. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the Share Planner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless.